everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. <laughs> You're listening to episode 22 of The Spin Chagrin. And last week's category was a movie involving or featuring tap dancing. Um, Frank's favorite form of dancing. Uh-huh. So um, just, just so you know... Um, what is that the cotton club episode of the quick page that's where this category is uh, comes out of is uh, the old quick cage episode about the cotton club where it was revealed that frank absolutely um uh, abhors tap dancing so um so yeah so you get a movie with tap dancing um what'd you pick so had a great deal of dread for this um this category because i knew no matter what uh i was going to derive no enjoyment from the watching of this movie um i wasn't wrong (laughs) um there was really no deep in-depth like weighing of options like there usually is on the quick or on the spin chagrin where i'm thinking like well you know what do i want to watch or whatever um like i genuinely just whatever i just searched tap dancing movies and found one that was free somewhere Mm -hmm. and so as a result we are going to talk about bojangles um 2001 uh made for tv biopic um starring gregory hines about Mm. um bill robinson uh mr bojangles who was um prominent black entertainer from the uh late 1800s um, through the first part of the 20th century mm-hmm. um, uh, I hate to say that like there was actually some interesting stuff in here just from a historical perspective mm-hmm. um, things that I didn't know although it was not at all like presented in an interesting way it was just like theoretically interesting so the movie takes place at the funeral of bill robinson um and then works its way through flashback and what they present to you is archival footage but what is just really like the actors filmed in black and white okay um for the story of bill robinson from pretty much like right before he gained like the large amount of success that he did in like the 20s and 30s um through the end of his life um with some flashbacks to the beginning of his life um there's many instances in this movie where the actors break the fourth wall mm. and turn to talk to you about something about bill robinson and one instance where uh robinson breaks the fourth wall himself to talk about how he can't believe that he got married um to this woman and then his wife is like bill who are you talking to and he's like nobody baby just go back to sleep and then kind of like winks at you <laughs> so it's like okay. yeah mm-hmm. so the story of this man because that's pretty much what the movie is is that he was um really famous tap dancer during uh vaudeville um when black uh entertainers were forced to wear a black face mm. on stage and were not allowed to perform 
individually they had to perform like in twos or more um and he was the first black performer that um performed by himself on stage and also what, does it talk about that or do you know the story i don't understand that why why more why it has it, to be more than one person it doesn't explain it. okay it just right. that it was just a thing and then then it's not a thing okay because he says you know i'm just going to perform by myself okay. um and then because of his success uh was offered a series of shows in canada where he performed without blackface and broke that barrier as well and kind of mm. got rid of the need for black performers to be in blackface so from a historical perspective he's a guy that broke a lot of barriers um it also deals in really heavy-handed terms um his gambling addiction that he had for his entire life um where it shows like him like losing he, he made large amounts of money like at one point he was making in the 19 like 10s 19 teens making like 3500 dollars a week performing um you know which would be a crazy amount of money now sure. let alone like how much was it again like 3500 dollars a week he got okay. for this tour of like canada okay um and then when he broke into hollywood uh Zanuck is actually the guy that um sort of discovered him from a hollywood perspective he's in um stormy weather with uh what's her name um shirley temple okay um and actually is in one of the first roles in hollywood um for a black actor where he doesn't play like a servant or a um like a picket picking or whatever they called him like he was just like an actual character hmm. um so a lot of interesting stuff this guy did so again from like a historical perspective there's it's pretty fascinating to watch because there's a lot of things that i just didn't know like even though i knew sort of who this guy was and mostly from the um what is that dylan mm -hmm. sings that song mr bojangles or whatever mm -hmm. um but actually like learning the history was was interesting and seeing like how they didn't really pull any punches and showed him as a flawed individual who had a good heart but still made a lot of mistakes and whatever that being said this movie is a fucking piece of trash like one of the most difficult things i've ever had to sit through to watch um you're not gonna like this opinion i fucking hate gregory hines i think gregory hines is a terrible actor um he won some award for this from fuck i can't remember who it was he won an image award <clears throat> the black real yeah, he won an image reward and then the woman that plays um his wife through the majority of the movie won a black real award mm -hmm. um these are undeserved i mean i guess maybe the image award just because like he really is bringing like a large amount of well not a large amount because who fucking ever saw this movie but he's bringing some like shining some light on this era of the entertainment industry that doesn't get talked about much so let's talk about fucking bojangles first of all the script is terrible and i guess that bill robinson is the first person that kind of brought awareness to the phrase copacetic because that was his his phrase like oh it's just all copacetic he would say okay so for a thing that i don't i don't even know like what import that is but it's an interesting fact you know that mm -hmm. this man who was illiterate by the way couldn't read couldn't write um 
like kind of affected the language of the country they talk about it maybe like for 30 seconds and it's a scene where he says something's copacetic and his wife's like bill robinson that ain't even a word and he's like oh it is a word and she's like no it's not and then like four scenes later shirley temple's like hey it's copacetic and then that's the end of that like that's all that and i know these things because i like actually read a really long article about him Mm-hmm. afterwards because i was just interested in like knowing about him a little bit more mm-hmm. the fourth wall breaking is abysmal like yeah it doesn't sound very good from the it makes it makes no sense in the context of the movie itself because it's a biopic so having these people that are characters in the bio like it would make it would be different if it was like faux historical like scholars or something talking about it or if you were showing these people like later in life, like looking back, like maybe, you know, because you started with the man's death in terms of like him being at the funeral or then them being at the funeral, like maybe you show them as older people, like talking back about Bill. Then no, no, no. It's just, they'll be in the middle of a scene and someone will be like, well, this is the time I realized that I'm Bojangles was like a real star. And mm. I didn't know what, like the, his wife, Fanny is like, Oh, I knew better, but I couldn't help it. Oh my God, the best line in the movie. She's like, and number one, Gregory Hines looking old in this movie. I'm not going to lie. And Bojangles was like, he's born in like the 1870s. So at the time this movie is based, he's like 40 years old. He lived to be like 70 some years old, I think. So Gregory Hines dies two years after this. I mean, now I guess I shouldn't speak ill of the dead. I thought he was still alive, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so she's the movie starts with Fanny, who's the woman that was married to him for 20 some years, mm-hmm. um, going to a performance of his at a club with her girlfriend. And her girlfriend has the hots for the trumpet player. So she's like, oh, come on, let's go backstage to the dressing room. And so Fanny sees Bojangles like gambling and carrying on. And she's like outwardly disgusted, but you can tell like sort of interested. And like he's immediately smitten with her. So then he goes to where she works and she's a pharmacist assistant um, because she's going to school for a pharmacological degree. And he's hitting on her and she's like i don't want anything to do with you he's like well maybe you do maybe tomorrow night i'm gonna take you out to dinner and a carriage ride around the park and she's like oh that's presumptuous and he's like yeah but you want to do it right so whatever i mean it's a it's a fine scene and she gets on the um carriage that she's going on like the little trolley or whatever and she looks at the camera and she's like and i didn't want to go on that date but secretly i did because because of that face and because of them feet. Mm-mm-mm. Them feet. <laughs> you know that that fucking bothers me anyway. Sure. Um, oh, so that- is hold on. Is there a link to the tap dancing and feet? No, no. Okay. All right. Those feet are in shoes. You can't tap dance barefoot. And whatever that kind of dance is, is a dance I don't want to know. Uh-huh. Um whatever we're gonna get to the tap dancing soon anyway um so they start to date each other um she kind of like 
doesn't like his gambling but sort of accepts it and then he um he goes on the tour of canada and then he comes back and they get married then you find out that he had a younger brother who this is another thing that like i knew from the context of reading his biography but i wouldn't have known just from like the movie so he and his younger brother um their parents died when they were young um their father had like a massive heart attack and then their mom died shortly after so they were raised by their grandmother who was super religious and who hated the fact that um uh bojangles was dancing so bojangles name originally was luther and his brother's name was william but then Bojangles didn't like the name Luther. So when he left home, he stole his brother's name. And was basically like, yeah, like, I'm just going to take your name because I like it more. Um, which could be apocryphal. Like, biographers don't know if that's really what happened. But went by William for most of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so he gets married. They introduce the brother character who doesn't really have any import. And then it's just this scattered thing where, like, the great depression happens and nobody's really booking black performers so um he helps in the community for a while like him and his wife do um like soup kitchens and perform for people to keep their spirits up but they don't really talk about it and they do this terrible fucking effect where they do a green screen of actual like archival footage of like a city street from the depression Okay. And then they have them stand in front of the green screen, like the actors, and act like they're actually in the scene in black and white to make it seem like they're there instead of just mm, yeah filming them in a street with extras and shooting it in black and white, which would have made like much more sense instead of this weird just because like the angles well, don't match more up. money. How much more money? Right? They've already got the extras. There's plenty of scenes with like people all in the streets and shit. Just film it there. Like, you don't care about continuity anyway because of your fucking fourth wall breaking nonsense. Anyway, so then he gets offered a job in New York and they go to New York and he's famous in New York. Um, And this is where, like, the tap dancing is, like, all prevalent. Like, there's maybe, like, 20 minutes straight where it's nothing but goddamn tap dancing. Mm-hmm. And I guess that he popularized, like, stare tap dancing. Hmm. which is just for like you tap up the stairs to like a different like syncopated beat on each foot right and it makes noise from like the hollowness inside the stairs and then like you're anyway hmm. who fucking cares who's <laughs> tap dancing um so then he gets offered the job in hollywood goes out to hollywood makes some movies um has a falling out with Zanuck, um and then ends up cheating on his wife and they get divorced and he gets married to another woman, but then at the end of his life, he misses Fanny, so he goes and sees her. And then all of, like they they do this thing like in the last like thirty minutes of the movie where he's coughing all the time. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, like he's in the hospital, and his agent's there talking to him, and is like, "Oh, you know, I hope you're okay." And he's like, "Oh, fuck, what's his agent's name? Manny or something like that?" Marty. Marty. Like, Marty Workins. Marty, bring me my shoes. And Marty's like, "Your shoes are packed away, Bo." Bo, and then it's just this terrible shot of gregory hines with his eyes open like sitting in bed and marty crying because now bojangles is dead do you have like um, a consumption or something i don't know what the fuck he had they don't ever tell you any of this shit 
like they don't tell you anything about this man's life really like i guess they just expect you to know or whatever just be moved heart failure is what's listed yeah and there's all this like really interesting stuff that's like associated with it because him and his brother and fuck what's this one hold on i gotta look up the imdb cast list because are you fucking... talking about fanny no 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 not oh. fanny fanny's his wife uh hold on give me a second sorry that i'm breaking up the smooth con- continuity of the spin that we usually have breaking the fourth wall right now i know i'm always breaking the fourth wall motherfucker <laughs> these were real people though hold on Uh, his brother Lincoln, who went by the stage name of Stepnin something. Anyway, there were these two other actors at the time that were both also very popular um, Hollywood personalities. And this guy that was from like the, like an early iteration of, I guess, what would become the NAACP is saying like you know you guys are not setting a good example for other black performers because you're kind of Hattie McDaniels is the actual um performer's name and I I knew that name you know that you're not setting a standard and he's like but you know at the same time we're showing um you know the black community that that they can have success and they can be successful and you know a white person's world and there's like there's small things like that where it's like actually really interesting from a historical perspective mm-hmm. because i think that is something that you know you don't really get to see a whole lot of in mainstream film is like other history than what we learned in school basically sure. but it's just so poorly done and it's like oh my god he tells this joke where he's like I came out of the room and she was hanging upside upside down naked and she was like, baby, are we going to get freaky? And he said, freaky, baby, I just shit in your purse. Mm. And it made me laugh because I caught me off guard. I was like, right. I, don't, I don't know what that punchline is, but it's pretty funny. And I didn't know <laughs> if there was like, like an actual like reason. And then like later there's like, yeah, but she going to shit in my purse. Ha, ha, and they all laugh. Uh, it was on um, show time when it aired. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, it's just, it's really poorly written. It's really poorly directed. Like, the break in the fourth wall stuff is super fucking, like, jarring when it happens because there's no, again, like, so tell it as if it's somebody interviewing. You know, so here, I'm I'm, I'm going to rewrite Bojangles. Okay. So it's the funeral and all these people haven't seen each other in forever and they're all brought together by the death of this man who was hugely influential and made all this money but died penniless because he was a gambler and he could never take care of his money. So there's this young reporter that's there who's like fascinated by the story of this guy, but because everything that people know about him is apocryphal, he wants to get like the real story. So you just do a series, like you make the movie vignettes where you're talking to different people and you intercut vignettes with Heinz and these people as like younger, younger versions of themselves, like living his life to an interview segment with somebody who's telling 
you know, a minute or two minute like story about something that happened, like or like intercutting between multiple people telling different versions of the same story. Because that's the interesting thing about this guy is that he basically like created his own narrative mm-hmm. for who he was and like what his life was. Like there's all these different things about him claiming to have invented certain things and him claiming to be like the innovator of certain things. And some of it seems like it could be true and some of it is like unprovable and there's also like various things in his life because it wasn't like necessarily recorded that well back then um, where scholars like argue about it. So showing like these different facets and presenting this man as like this mysterious kind of like enigmatic guy, like that's cool. You know, like I yeah, would have sure. probably like really enjoyed the movie then because I think the story is interesting. It is just told so poorly and it's like, it's like, look, I just looking on Wikipedia. It's like this dude like co-founded the the New York Black Yankees, um, which was like a prominent member of like the the Negro National League for like fifteen years. I mean, yeah, there's like one line about that. Yeah, and and I had no idea. This is a complete coincidence. Um, we just passed National Tap Dance Day, May twenty fifth. Um. So look at that for serendipity. What right a there. fucking celebration. <laughs> but it's all because of him. So yeah, so it's the tap in honor of his birth. The tap dancing is fucking unforgivable in this movie. And the nice thing is, is that there's almost no tap dancing for the first like half hour. And I was like, cool, like I can get down with this. Like maybe it won't even be any tap dancing. <laughs> but then then there's a lot of tap dancing. Yeah. And it's there's here. all these there's all these people talking about how like it's the greatest dancing and oh man like so much talent and i'm like he's literally doing nothing like and i appreciate dance like i like that i i find dance to be interesting but this is not dance tap dancing is nervous energy gone to waste or something i don't know but it's fucking awful I don't know, whatever. I mean, it was a terrible, terrible fucking category, and it made me real angry. And then it made me even angrier because, like, I was just super into the idea of, um, like, learning about this guy because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about him. Right. And it just kind of got ruined because every time they start to tell you something, they just change. It's like a decade later or... So do you think it primarily is on a script level that, like, everything kind of goes to hell? I mean it's also the direction i mean yeah. it's really poorly directed and it's a very cheap production like mm-hmm. at least with the cotton club you got these like beautiful like sumptuous sets and you know it looks like warm and dangerous and it's the booze looks really like appeal it, it, it just it i mean regardless of how much how i feel about that movie and i really hated that movie it's not like, you know, Coppola is a bad director. So you get sure. like some really well-filmed stuff. In it. <clears throat> like this movie is just. So I don't know if you like looked any of this up, like um, Joseph Sargent is the director of this. And we've talked about him once on the podcast before, because he's director of the taking of Pelham one, two, three, um, the original um, in 74 and um so he directed that and uh, the other another movie he's known for is nightmares which i have not seen it's the 83 horror anthology do you know that maybe i'm okay 
Um, and then he's known for Jaws Revenge. These are like the three features that he's like primarily known for. Um, the, the bad Jaws. Um, and then, but he goes on to, after that, have a really overall successful career doing television movies and miniseries. Um, I don't know if this is counted among them. He is not um, nominated for this, uh, for anything. But um, he does Miss Sever's Boys. Um, and eventually something that the Lord made a few years after this movie. Um, that's the one with uh, most death and Rickman, if I, mm. if I remember correctly. Um, then he does Warm Springs, the one um, with Brana starring as FDR. Um, and he wins, like, you know, awards for, like, both of those. Uh, so maybe it's something he, he got better at. I don't know. But um, that's it's interesting because he's, he's a fairly well-known director, and that's a shame that it um, it's directed so poorly, too. Only because, like, again, it's just... There's never anything where I thought, like, wow, that was a really well-composed scene or... Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I I think the best direction is the one where like it's so seamless that you don't really ne necessarily notice it, but you remember so much about it afterwards. Right. And the worst direction is where it's so bad that you notice it because it's not doing anything. Like there's, mm -hmm. I mean, there's certain movies that can get by on having like a very bare bones, you know, like directorial aesthetic or whatever the fuck you want to say and is so powerful in terms of its performance or story. you know what fucking the spanish prisoner is a good example of that hmm. where like not that that movie is poorly directed by any means but it's the performances and the dialogue that draw mm -hmm. you into that movie you know what i mean so i remember scenes from the movie but i remember more like bursts of like dialogue between two characters or the setup of a certain thing or whatever right and there's other movies like and this is a really 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 unfair comparison and but like you like like something like the shining where like you're mesmerized by the direction but you're also like enthralled by the performances and the script is really good and the story is really compelling and that's like a fucking classic of cinema but at the same time it's like you can have a low budget and still do something interesting you know you don't have to just film it to the lowest common denominator but it's like it's yeah. disjointed and and it's a shame because again it's a really interesting story like yeah just like reading stuff about you know um robinson like a he's, it seems like a really interesting story i didn't know i i i've heard the name mr bojangles like and stuff like that i didn't know anything about it so yeah, but just, it's, I mean, again, that's super, really, like, unfairly uncovered, like, undercovered, I don't know how to say that, part of our history is, especially in Hollywood, like, you never hear anything about that stuff. And here's the chance to tell it in a way that makes it meaningful and brings some meaning to this man's life, and it's like falling short at like every opportunity so yeah yeah that's a shame um <clears throat> so what do you put it on the chagrin scale so, here, so here's the thing like i mean it's a fucking nine for the tap dancing 
because the tap dancing is unfucking forgivable and forcing me to sit there and watch like 20 minutes straight of tap dancing and try and tell me that it's the most amazing fucking performance style on the planet i mean you might as well like give me a bowl of fucking diarrhea and tell me it's goddamn soup because that's in essence like what it was trying to do but you know what here's the secret i knew it was diarrhea and i had to eat it anyway <laughs> like it wasn't even a good trick it was right. just was like it was torture in essence <laughs> oh, i forgot about that tab being open roughly 50 to sixty thousand um, dollars um a week that would have been in modern currency what he was making yeah crazy right yeah, like this, crazy. this dude was super rich and, and like died penniless yeah well because he gambled everything right. like they would show um they would show instances where like he would earn like two thousand dollars for a night's work like like one performance and would turn around and bet the entire two thousand dollars on a baseball game or a dice roll or something like he never and he was sending money to his wife but his wife was investing money in like things that she eventually got when they got divorced like a business and things like that so the money that he had he just immediately blew it's crazy like how much he made how little he actually had mm -hmm. um in the end but so the tap dancing is a nine chagrin uh -huh. i mean in all honesty it's probably like a seven yeah it still doesn't sound very good no i mean i would never say that anyone should watch it mm-hmm I'm almost like I should write a fucking Bill Robinson biopic now and try and get it made because I think I could like do it better than this shit. The Shirley Temple stuff is like really interesting and they just mm -hmm. apparently like he was really kind to her on set and like people were really mean to her and sort of just treated her like property and he treated her like a person. Mm -hmm. Um and would take the time to like walk slow with her where other people would just like rush by her so she wasn't alone and you know would lean on like the production team to give her breaks because they were making her work like 12 13 hours a day and he was like look this is a child like you need to let her rest i mean like these little like things where you could have done like a 15 to 20 minute segment maybe where shirley temple black you know and 1950 like comes to this man's funeral or 48 whenever he died and mm -hmm is like telling these stories about how like how influential he was on her you know but they just like completely shit on it by oh my god yeah, it looks like this is the only biopic that was ever made it's crazy because he really it, it really is like an interesting story yeah yeah hmm. and savion glover's in this as well apparently savion glover is in it for two minutes so there's a scene later where um bojangles is at this club when he's older and there's these young men doing tap on stage and they're like we got bojangles in the house he's gonna show us how it's done and robinson's like oh no you don't know if i can and savion glover like taps out this little thing and he's like well i guess i gotta show you how it's done and then he gets on the stage and everybody's tap dancing and it's like fucking hell when that happens so right so it seems like uh 
yeah, so you got one of the two things that um both Heinz and Glover were in together. Bully for me. I had no yeah. idea. Yep. Yeah. It was the other either... one. The other one is Tap. <laughs> that was the other movie that was yeah. the possibility. Yeah. Um, and I thought about it and I was like, well, this biopic sounds a little more interesting, so we'll right. go with that. Yeah. Um all right. Anything else going on this week? Uh, watch the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Had like 42 mark out moments <laughs> in each episode. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to you watching it because, well, the problem is that you're not watching it concurrently like, as it's happening. So I won't be able to talk to you about theories until like after and then we'll already know, I think. Um, but I have some theories about it. I, I think it's really well done. Um, yeah. I think it's 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 interesting because so the opening of the movie is a quick cut of pretty much the the first trilogy, um, the prequels, mm-hmm. and it cuts them together into like a twelve minute montage that actually makes them interesting. Hmm. Um, Orion and I we're talking about it the other night just how like it's crazy that like it makes you think that like oh my god like those those look so awesome and then you actually watch them and you're wrong Mm -hmm. um it's a shame because mcgregor is fantastic in it like as obi-wan and i'm really excited to see um what they do in these last whatever it is four or five episodes because six or seven episodes i think right um watch the majority of the new season of stranger things um it's fantastic uh maybe my favorite season yet i think hmm. um just in terms of like the character development and like what's happening yeah i've heard that's um, pretty good i'm way behind on that but um again you can't talk about it because you haven't seen it mm-hmm. um i don't know i watched some various movies i don't remember what i watched yeah uh i don't know that's it really yeah it's summer. It's friggin' hot here. Ninety degrees today. Plus, was well, hot today. Yeah. It's supposed to go. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's supposed to go down though. After that, into like the high seventies. Yeah, yeah. Friday's gonna be Friday. Gone. We'll be nice for a while again. Hopefully, those thunderstorms on Thursday just break that humidity. Yeah. And make it a little more tolerable. Yeah. That's so. gonna happen. Yeah. Did you ever finish watching Pulse the other night? No, dude, I've seen that movie before. I don't need to watch that shit again. <laughs> I was only doing it as like uh what do you call it when you like share someone's pain? Like I was trying to be like an empath for uh-huh. you and your like torture, right. but I got to a certain point I was like, I can't fucking watch this shit. It's so bad. It was really bad. Yeah. And then you forced yourself to watch like a portion of the Oh, I ended up watching the entire thing. It was terrible. Um, I'm pretty sure at one point they're just screen screening an actor in with another actor in scenes in Pulse 2. Like, I just think that it's like they filmed them in separate locations and then they're like green screening like um, the background in at one point. Like, it, it's god awful. Like, I mean, it looks like shit. I mean, Pulse like look like shit, but um, the 2006 Pulse, that is um the american remake but um but yeah pulse 2 looked even worse um 
I mean, of course, that was straight to video, but uh, yeah, I, I I thought about watching Falls Three, but I can't do it. I, I it I can't do it. I read the description; it looks even, it sounds even worse than two. Um, and they're not even funny. That's the problem. Like, there's nothing humorous about them. Well, because like, they're so dour, right? It's like, but they're not even so. I mean, they're just they're, they're just bad. They're not even like anything you can laugh at of how bad it is. Yeah, it's true. It's like you just get angry about how bad it is. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else. I've been a boy. I've actually like come so close to uh starting pulse two and three (laughs) Mm -hmm. at various times just to see, and I've just never done it. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, you don't you don't want to do that. All right. So, you ready to spin this wheel then? Yeah, I guess so. I guess the wheel isn't ready to be spun. Not. I'm setting it up so we can do it. So the category is non-rapey barbarian epics. I'm pulling out a red card here, so you're gonna watch whatever I, fucking, I watch. I fucking knew it. Um, okay. Non-rapey barbarian epics. So, so here's the problem, and I'm the one that created this category. Mm-hmm. I realized after like we decided that we were gonna do it. How do I? How can I tell beforehand if it's non-rapey? <laughs> like if i watch one and there's all of a sudden rape do we then have to watch another <laughs> um i i don't know the answer to that question <laughs> um uh i'll do some I, research yeah hold on can you can you do a thing like you know um is there is there like a website like is there like an app or something that tells you is is there rape in the movie like um there's ways to find out I have my ways. Oh, it's the parental website can do probably tell you that stuff. Right? I can just look it up on IMDb and see under, yeah. Well, they got like tags, like rape tags. Yeah, um, you don't MDib? ever look at MDib. No, why? I haven't looked at MDib since two thousand and nine. So MDib actually has a really good section called Parents Guide, and if you click on it, it's got sexual situations, violence, drug use, um, scary scenes, or whatever. And you just have to, um, like, open up the sex and see if it's got rape. Because it'll tell you if it's um, non-consensual. Because, you know, for trigger warnings or whatever. Sure. I don't know. I'm on the Bojangles page now since it was just right there for me. I don't see any damn tags. Well, so not everyone has it. Gotcha. But here's the thing. Most movies that have, like, really uncomfortable sex scenes have the tags in it gotcha okay like if there's not really a reason oh, parents guide okay they i see it now you can add a con- content advisory yeah right. nobody's done it but there's nothing i mean there's actually alcohol abuse and smoking i guess mm-hmm. and then gambling i mean there's stuff but it's done in a way that's so pablum that you wouldn't right. really need to warn anybody about it you see the um you see bojangles laying on top of his wife on their wedding night 
Right. And grunting weird, like Gregory Hines um, has never had sex with a woman, I don't think, because <laughs> he definitely doesn't like come off as somebody that's, you know. The tagline for that movie apparently is the dancing was real, the smile was not. <laughs> it's a bad tagline. <laughs> hmm. All right. So barbarian <laughs> ethics next week. Yeah. No, non-rapey barbarian ethics. Yes, yes, yes. So just as some backstory to this, so for anyone that has never heard me talk about, like, 1980s fantasy epics is that they tend to be really uncomfortable because one of their big selling points is, like, rape. Mm -hmm. Like, it's always some evil tribe invading, like, the barbarian's village when he's young and, like, raping and, like, kidnapping all the women and killing all the men. Like, that's super prevalent in so many of these movies that I, when I was trying to think of, like, Spencer Grand Topics, I was like, man, that'd be really tough to find one that's, like, has no rape in it. Right. I mean, probably more modern ones have no rape, right? No, they, I mean, it's, even if it's not, like, graphic, a lot of times it's implied. Hmm. Interesting. How I mean, the thing is, is like, how many barbarian movies have you not seen? Oh my god, there's so many, dude. Oh really? Oh yeah. It doesn't have to be like high fantasy either. I mean, it could be something like Clan of the Cave Bear, which I believe also has rape. (laughs) I don't know what that is. You know, Clan of the Cave Bear, and I don't want to find out. (laughs) Yeah. um, No, I don't know what that is. That's crazy to me. (laughs) I mean. Look, we haven't talked about this in three years. Like, it was on the primary podcast, but it's like these are not the movies that I would have watched or chose to watch. Like, these were these were my father's movies. Like, these types of things, probably because it had the fucking rape in it. Um, and no, I, you know, I watched Conan the Barbarian because you had me on that list, and and I said overall positive things about it. I mean, like, it's, there's things that are well done in that movie, but not my type of movie whatsoever. So, again, backstory, that's why Frank is pulling his, is this the first one you pulled? Nah, I made you do, um, is this the first one? I think it's the first one, because I think before you, you said I should still watch this thing no matter what, like, yeah, wait, I I made you do Way of the Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't wasn't a red card. Right, so I still have three left to use. Yeah, and that's halfway through the year. You still got three more. I'll find something bad, buddy. Yeah. You're gonna get it. That sounds right. That's threat. That sounds that sounds a little rapey, honestly. Um I have been described as a barbarian, so <laughs> all right. Well, whatever. I guess I'm off. I don't have anything to do. So um I'll get it to you by uh Friday. I'll have the movie. Okay. Well. Oh, perfect weekend viewing for me. Um, all right. Any final thoughts on on Bojangles or Tap? I'm glad, it, or... I'm glad it's fucking over, and now I get to watch something that I might actually enjoy. Hmm. Maybe this is your equivalent of Tap, right? So, so, so the idea here is when you pull this red card, you're going to try to find something that you like, and now that I, I won't know it, that I like it. You, well, you won't, but. It, you'll find you'll try to find something that you like as opposed to 
Because a lot of times you tend to go towards things you know aren't going to be good, probably. There's a question. What makes that determination? There's some categories where it's like you're actually looking for something that might, could be like maybe the hidden gem. And there's some categories where it's like you're just looking for the worst shit. How do you make that determination? Mm, laziness. <laughs> it's just like, what's free. When I feel like I've looked long enough and mm. now I just want to get it over with. So this meets the criteria. Gotcha. Um, sometimes as soon as you say it, like I have a movie in mind, like I've actually already pulled up a barbarian epic to see if there's any rape in it. <laughs> right. Right. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm afraid there's going to be some rape in it, though. There, there's, yeah, I don't know how you're going to avoid all the rape in those things. Um, but I'm sure you'll find something. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. We'll be back next week with a spin chagrin, um, with non-rapey barbarian epics, and then we'll be back in two weeks with the 149th episode, which is going to be or the primary podcast which is the top five CGI animated movies. Um, So thanks for listening. Have a good week. Yep. Deuces.